Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello. 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 And welcome to Swish and Flick. It's episode 109. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm the cool kid with the purple pop filter. And this episode is (laughs) sponsored by Megan Babulka, who we like to refer to as Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. Yeah. I for a second thought you were talking about our Megan. I was like, that's not her last name. (laughs) No, it's not. I was busy petting files. I was real (laughs) confused for a second. So today we will be discussing the second half of chapter 33 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Voldemort's monologue. The death, the death eaters, the death dudes. So make sure that buddies. Sorry, are you death pals? The no, comrades. the no longer alive friends. Comrades, deceased snackers. <laughs> the deceased snackers. I like that. Why death snackers? eaters. Oh, eaters. I was like, what? <laughs> Oh, it's going to be that kind of episode. <laughs> so make sure you've read the chapter and you're ready to jinx your way into the details. Before we begin, Marion has weekly profit news that I haven't even, I don't even know if I've heard about this and I don't know where I've been. Literally? Correct. Wow. Okay, well, first of all, I wanted to again remind everybody that we are going to be at LeakyCon in Boston, October 13th our two panels are on sunday october 13th on the 12th we're having a hangout in boston at thinking thinking cup Cup Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. hanover hanover street in boston at 11 a.m so if you can make it be there we would love to see you and chat with you but other weekly profit news um i don't know if any of you have heard that our girl emma is going to be playing 
Meg in Little Women. Um, but they dropped the trailer not too long ago, so I thought that we could just tell people about Little Women if you didn't know, because Tiffany apparently didn't know. Anyway, we've got Emma Watson, <laughs> Saoirse Ronan, Meryl Streep, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet Laura Dern, and more um, in the Louisa May Alcott book two movie, Little Women. Um, it looks really, 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 really good. So Emma's playing Meg. Saoirse Ronan is playing Joe, who is like... Joe is like my fave. Um, I've never read the book. Sorry, me either. But I've seen the previous versions of the movie. I've not. Oh, it's good. I do know some spoilers. Oh, you know what? Well, (gasps) maybe I should get it on Audible. Do they have it? Oh, yeah. I bet they do. Because I do. I feel like I've seen the uh, movie version, but it's been like I saw the movie version with a long time ago. Oh shoot! She was married to Johnny Depp. What ooh, is her name? Ooh. <gasps> she's also she, in Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands. She's also she's in Pirates of the Caribbean. They were know. together for a very long time. Are you talking about Paradise? Oh my uh-uh. gosh. What's, what? No, not her. Guys, they were married, I'm pretty Kira sure. Knightley. Thank no, you, Carly. Kira Knightley. Kira Knightley was no. not married she to was, Johnny Depp. No, she was no. A, was she, married she, to Johnny Depp. Winona Ryder. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I always get those two confused. Winona Ryder. How do you... How do you what? Get they look exactly the same in my brain. Who? What? I'm serious. <laughs> I know they're not. No. But Winona like Ryder and like Kira Knightley. Stranger Things. Winona Ryder right. plus yeah. all the other things that she's been. I in, get the mixed up. Recent. How? In my brain, like, they look the same. I can understand if you were saying that about like Kara Knightley and um, who plays Ray. Yeah, her too. But I Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Yeah. But anyway, I wanted to tell everybody that Little Women is coming out on Christmas, so we should all be excited and go and see it. And people are talking like Oscar noms for this movie. Really? They think that the girls are going to get Oscar nominations. Where have I been? Everybody always says that, like, the, that, like, the, um, uh, the, the Academy, like, season movies always tend to come out later in the year, like, especially December time frame. And, uh, yeah, so... They're thinking that this is going to get some awards. Okay, my <laughs> But I love Sir Ronan. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and obviously Emma Watson. Who, the one girl is directing, whoever did um, Lady Bird. <gasps> yeah, also, she's also, the writer and director of Lady Bird is doing Little Women. And I can't remember, I can see her face. Like Lady Bird Johnson? No, no it's like just, the movie Lady Bird that Sir was It's very good. In. It's mm-hmm. so good. It's really, really Timothy good. Timothy Chalamet is also in that. I don't know what it is. It reminded me a little bit about my uh, relationship with my mom at times, but I didn't want to tell her that because I thought she might get offended. But, like, I mean, she's, like, my BFF, so, like, it's fine. But there were moments in that movie where I was like, that very much reminds me of my relationship with me and my mom. It's about a girl who goes to, like, a Catholic high Mm -hmm, school. mm -hmm. I mean, just really good. Really good. All relationships have their hills and valleys, if you will. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good I movie. I love my mom. We but know. in high school, we had clashing. Who didn't? Yeah, right. Who didn't? So, yeah. There's my Harry weekly Potter. profit. Harry Should we talk about that? Sure. What time is it? R-E-R-E-R-E-C-A-P! Voldemort is back. What? Back again. Mm-hmm. Baldi's back. back. 
Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Hey, Katie, Voldy's back. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, am I your friend? Yeah. That's kind of you. Aww. Yeah. Aww you're you're kind sweet. Of you to let me come. You're sick. You're sweet. So uh, he summons all his death buddies, and they get, he gives one heck of a monologue, which death will continue buddy. in this one. And uh, Wormtail gets a new hand that obviously will not turn on him later. Oh, okay. Voldemort starts uh, naming names in his sad little racist club of people. Some are missing. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to be honest. And he gives a big old spiel about everything because, you know, that's what he loves to do. Yeah. That's um, everything that's happened to him and how he's been treated. And he's trying to kill this kid for years. And he keeps failing. But he's well, maybe prove- if he stopped talking and he just killed him, it would happen. He's going to prove that he is stronger than this 14-year-old kid. Oh, I guess. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Just go small head moment. So he uses, he being moldy voldy, uses an unforgivable, which is, you know unforgivable mm-hmm. uh which has nothing which was is nothing to him, so he doesn't care. But Harry's never had one done to him. At last, he has Harry and Tide. Let the fun begin. <laughs> Maybe What's gonna right. happen? So Voldemort turns his attention now to uh Lucius Malfoy. Is that spelled correctly? Because nope. I think that's luscious. Emily Luscious Malfoy. After after he fired Dobby, he got a great new hairstyle shampoo in his hair. In my defense. <laughs> luscious Malfoy! It's correct! It's not correct! And his hair is quite luscious. It fits. I'm not changing it. And that's the episode title. Oh, my God. You're luscious, Malfoy. You're a luscious. Oh, my God. So, Voldemort calls Lucius his my slippery friend. And I said, oh, how true those words ring out. This guy, even after listening to seven and how they just, they're like sitting in the great hall with everybody else after the war, even though they were on the other side. You know what I mean? And nobody was paying them any kind of mind, but that's just like the audacity of the Malfoy family. You know what I mean? I'm surprised people didn't kill them in the great hall at the end of the war, to be honest with you. Uh, that's not how our side works. <sighs> Truth. I guess so. Says the Slytherin. Just saying. Whatever. You I mean, I probably would have killed him, so... so. Anyways, I don't think honestly, like, let's just stop for a second. I don't legitimately don't think I'd have it in me to do that to someone. Nope. Nope. Like that's soul splitting and real, like non magic. You know what I mean? Like that wrecks you. I would assume. If you're normal, do you mean like you couldn't you couldn't fight and do that in a war, or you couldn't just like see someone? Like think about all soldiers, like and go. I am very grateful to every person that like fights for our country, but that's horribly hard for all of them. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like that's hard. Yeah, not everybody is meant to do that. Correct. Correct. I don't think it would be for me. Think about me. I would be either well, laughing or crying on the not... battlefield, like, oh my gosh, or like, you know what I mean? I just, but. And that's okay. If I'm at Hogwarts and everything has ended and you're saying like, you wanna, the dust you, had yeah. settled okay. and you want to like shoot off a green light curse to Malfoy, luscious Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> you also have to think about, they're not, to do it. 
they're in like different circumstances though. Well, for sure. So, also, I love our armed forces. We appreciate everything they do for us. So Agreed. good. Well, she slacks for Lucius. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of your mind. Anyway, this is his. He gets a uh, custom-made hair potion every month, <laughs> and that's what the title of it is. Luscious Locks for Lucius. Oh my god. <laughs> Head cannon. So Voldemort brings up that even though the wizarding world believes that Malfoy Sr. has changed his ways when he was, quote, bewitched, he had indeed not changed his ways, and he is even ready to, like, take the lead spot again in muggle torture. Which, we find out, was him leading the Quidditch World Cup. So, we do find out that he was part of that, and Voldy essentially says that his energy would have been better put into trying to find him, his master, Voldemort, and Malfoy Sr. is coming back, of course, with like some slippery comment, and he's like, my lord, I was constantly on the alert, came Lucius Malfoy's voice swiftly from beneath the hood. Had there been any sign from you, any whisper of your whereabouts, I would have been at your side immediately. Nothing could have prevented me. And then Voldemort goes to say, and yet you ran from my mark when the when a faithful Death Eater sent it into the sky last summer, said Voldemort lazily. Lazily, I like that. And Mr. Malfoy stopped talking abruptly. Yes, I know all about that, Lucius. You have disappointed me. I expect more faithful service in the future. So that's interesting, though, that he ran. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's scared of him. I, I think, too, like this right here is the start of Voldemort's like how Voldemort treats him very differently this war than last. Mm. So like and maybe Lucius knew that that would happen and that's why he was like, I don't, you know, like, I'm running from it. Here's the thing with the Malfoys. Yes, they do a lot of really horrible things. But I don't think that they are as horrible as the rest of the Death Eaters are. Mm. I can they, see where you're coming they from. They are weak sauce and let things happen. I think they're and one, they don't one physically the, do the things themselves. They're they one let of the their money that talk. They like the they like the Muggle torture. They like being holier than thou and all of that. But when it comes down to it, who is he actually murdering? Who you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what he did previous war, but for this, I feel like he is. But as think, far as the horribleness goes, yes, he is horrible. But I feel like he's lower on that. Do you think that having others. a kid changed? Like, I mean, I, I guess he had a kid the too. first time around, but like this time around, he's older and he's got more at stake. And Narcissa's not into it like he is. She lets things happen, yes, and that is absolutely but wrong. But I think they both are like... They're both passive about it. I'm not... that. But what I'm saying is they're about not what? Do you mean? Think, letting things happen. Like things are happening. Like, sure, <sighs> that guy, Avery or, over there or whatever is torturing people, but like, I don't know, like... And killing people, maybe, but like, how much is how much are the Malfoys actually doing? Of the I think killing the, and things? the Malfoys help make things happen, even though they may not be the ones doing it. Right, that's they what are. I'm 
they are definitely helping in other ways. They have a yeah. lot so of it's money kind of, and money talks. That's what I'm saying. What are we arguing? They about? have a lot of money. Uh, but I, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm, still I mean, I'm not arguing. I, I'm just Nobody saying, I don't, I don't think that I would say that they are less evil because even though they're not out physically doing something that Avery maybe did or McNair did or whatever, they are still instigating it and making mm-hmm. sure it can happen in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they are offering up their home to make sure that Voldemort has a safe place to go to. Like, that is still hugely... They're doing it, but I feel like they're doing it for different reasons this time around. He's afraid of him. He's not necessarily, like, working so much with him anymore. He's working... Do you get what for I'm sure. saying? Yeah. I mean... He's I... not... He's not at the side anymore. He's, he's not, not as into it. He's not he's not as into it. He's doing it, I feel like, out of sheer necessity for him to stay high up where he's at. Like it's not the same as before. Like he's not Voldemort's like not into him anymore. He sees him as weak sauce. He's like not doing these he things. He clearly takes advantage of Lucius at this point going forward. Every time Voldemort does. Yeah. He's like not important to him anymore. He's like a He's a bad word. He's his... Mm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Like, you know, like they're not really... Not that Voldemort has people, like, close to him, but it's not like a, a Bellatrix thing with, like, a... like a. What am I trying to say? Like his lieutenant or something like that. You know what I mean? He's not as high up on the totem pole as he was for the first war. He's more of like a, hey, I'm going to take advantage of you and just use you for what I know you can give to me. Right. But you are not important to me, really. And I wonder if that's why he's like not out doing killing and things like that. Possibly. Well, I don't know that he's not. I guess I should say that. But I mean, if you do think about it, he was saying like in what, three paragraphs ago or something about um, how he's like, it's been 13 years and I want 13 years payback. So like you luscious Malfoy were doing all of these things and saying all these things first time around. And then for 13 years, you're nowhere to be found and you're running for my mark. So like he did now this is what I'm going to make you do dance monkey dance pretty much. Right. But I still think that he believes in all of that stuff and he's just has always been the type of person that because he has money he's like i'll have all of these other people do it he's not the kind of guy that gets his hands dirty correct other people do it for him correct that's what i was trying to get at correct okay correct all right that was a long walk around (laughs) it's okay you got there awesome so i said i think that he ran because he thought that voldy was officially back and he thought that he was going to be tortured and or killed because of his lack of service in trying to find Voldemort. Um, Lucius says, thank you, in a gross, you are a merciful, my lord, thank you kind of way. And now Voldy moves on. So he continues to move around the circle and he comes to an empty space. The Lestrange's space. Hold on, can I just say, I like um, when he... When you are quoted, um, Lucius talking, mm. he's like, "Had the any sign?" I like, I could hear him saying it. What's his name? Jason Isaac. Jason yeah. Isaac. Had the any sign? Who? Who? Okay, say they recast. Who would you put for for uh, Luscious? 
Because I feel like Jason Isaacs is did just such a good so job. Good. He's also a very attractive man. You know? I agree. He's, he's really perfect. He's, I almost said he's a good looking pooch, and I don't know why I wanted to say that. There's a good looking pooch in the room. Oh, he couldn't be, be recast. I I mean, but you have to. I know it's hard. Nobody, don't do it. <laughs> Caitlin in the chat said maybe adult Tom Felton. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> perfect. Okay. He would do it really good. He needs to wash his hair first. Shave it and wear a little bit more luscious. For luscious. That's fine. So, the Lestranges were in Azkaban um, because they stood firm that they were followers of Voldemort. And Voldy says that um, when Azkaban is broken into and they are free, they will be honored beyond their dreams. And I said, like with making a baby. Honestly, I, I'll say this, and I don't want to get into it, but I have to say, after rereading Seven in the forest, in the forest again or something like this, whatever, whatever, uh, after Harry comes back from King's Cross and the way that Bellatrix is talking to Voldemort, I feel like, yeah. I remember they you texting us about that. It says as if she was speaking to a lover. Yep. Yeah. So, if you listen to our Cursed Child episode, I change my mind. Mm-hmm. And she's allowed to do that, because that's a woman, and that's their prerogative. That's prerogative as a woman. So, this is what I really enjoy, because if reading this and reading the end of this book, like the very last part, I like the way that these these points connect. So, Voldemort goes into his plans for the future, and... In an upcoming chapter, we know that Dumbledore moves to prevent certain measures that are taken by Voldy. And I said, alas, because Fudge sucks. So, Voldemort first says the Dementors are going to join them, and they are the Death Eaters, quote, natural allies. Which is true. Which is a sickening thought. Second, recalling the giants. Recalling. So, we know that they were used in the First War, um, who have been banished. We know that this happens third all the devoted servants or supporters of the first war and an army of creatures whom all fear is that the inferior is that how you say that mm-hmm. you think inferior good... yeah sarah's manticores hungry tiffany's <laughs> trolls because weren't there some trolls in the um I think so. Trolls in the dungeon. Trolls being mentioned. Much, I don't know. Um, That's horrible. Sorry, that was a bad rendition. So there is an article on. Sorry, my mic fan keeps making noises, but aminoapps.com. I don't know. It's called Voldemort's Army Magical Creatures. And it says, you know who was a talented man, one who was once known as Tom Riddle and later took the name of Voldemort. People feared him enough and don't speak his name. So what kind of creature would choose to follow such a man? Tom used magical creatures in both wars, but it was the second one that we got more knowledge about how he turned these creatures to his side. Um, So in this blog, this person goes into the different creatures that Voldemort called back. So giants... um, aided Voldemort during the Second Wizarding War. They were an endangered magical species near extinction because of their violent nature and then they were like banished because of wizards. And um, there's only a few known tribes left and they are usually led by the strongest giant called the Gurg. 
Uh-huh. And when rereading this and reading about how the Gerg changed after Hagrid and um, Madame Maxime met with the OG Gerg in the mountains, and then there was like a fight that broke out, and then mm-hmm. the next day they walked in, and that no support that gerg was its head was on a spike <gasps> oh yeah. i remember that yeah. yeah and the other one changed and then they saw the death eaters coming to talk to them and obviously they were offering them more than mm-hmm. what the good side the light side so voldemort one of the giants in his ranks because they have raw strength and their skin is resistant to most magical attacks um and it is often wondered if giants have stronger skin than dragons Ooh, interesting. Mm. so Dementors was another are other creatures that are wanted for obvious reasons. I mean, they're probably offering them like all the souls you want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like free reign, obviously, because they're going around anyway. And I think we get a small taste of that in five when those two are wandering around in little, little winging. Yep. Yeah, little winging. <laughs> So their ability to remove happiness is not the only thing, as they can also suck out a human soul, giving the Dementors kiss, which basically leaves the person in like a permanent vegetative state. Um, yeah. And then it pulls that quote from, that I just read that they were the natural allies. Um, werewolves were also another creature um, that they that Voldemort wanted to use. Most werewolves don't choose this life. But they are oppressed by the views of the wizarding world. They are considered dangerous and unpredictable and unworthy of being treated as a normal human being. Rude. So, obviously, the Death Eaters are going to be like, yo, we can give you, like, a normal life. Like, come be accepted. When, first of all, Voldemort doesn't like you. Yeah, you're a half-breed. Correct. Mm -hmm. So is words. Words. (laughs) He is as well. Voldemort. I know, and that's the thing that really gets me. Yep. It just Well, yeah. same with Umbridge. <laughs> Can we compare to Hitler really quick? Because Hitler was brown haired and all of that, but he loved those blonde, blue eyed, mm-hmm. right? Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. It reminds me of that. Like you hold up high what you are not and you say this is good, but you are still not that. So with a large amount of oppression and discrimination, it is no wonder that most of the werewolves decided to find some sort of revenge or had become desperate to find a way to get a better life. Wizards and witches like Dolores Umbridge made it impossible for werewolves to even live something close to a normal life while in human form. But under the rule of Voldemort, there would be more of a chance for things to change. Um, And then it says some other creatures like Inferi... um, which are the bodies of the dead that are enchanted by magic. Acromantulas join the final battle. But honestly, when you read that, you don't really know what side they're on. They're just kind of like... They're just kind of there. Everywhere. They're like, yo... They'll kill whatever. This is food. Right. right. Yeah. Um, But I have to... I kind to... of feel like Dementors would do that too, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they would. Um... So Hagrid tries to save some of those spiders because of his Aragog buddy. R.I.P. But Aragog. The interesting thing about Voldemort <laughs> is that he doesn't understand that the little guy is strong too. 
the house elves wreak havoc during the final battle as we know um they're coming out there with cleavers and they're hacking (laughs) yeah um i think that's something that um a lot of people do like Voldemort does it and all a lot of villains um overlook certain things because they're like oh they're not important i can overlook that you know what i mean i agree and then that's their downfall buckbeak joined the final battle um i want to say that the thestrals were there but i'm not a hundred on that only uh, some could see them well a Sarah? lot of them could see him that night right we oh, had so a process it, tiffany like can you imagine if you went to the house elves your army would be unstoppable. They have magic that's insane. Yeah. Like they do you didn't think even that think they about that for Malfoy Manor yeah. because you're so much of a lesser creature. Nah, he got you. Mm-hmm. Do you think they would have actually fought with him? No. I think that if some of them were more like creature, yes, because creature chose to support who was good to him is why he turned his back on Sirius and then in the end was on Harry and Ron and Hermione's side because they showed love for Regulus. I guess I can I think it would depend you can't on do that. <laughs> I think it would depend on the the house elf family probs. That you know? yeah cuz like do how we well still you're treated. believe that there's one elf per house. How does one, how no. does a new house <laughs> get a house elf? Do they buy them? Mm. I feel like they're just I feel like they do buy them. Where do you probably where? They're not Nocturne Alley. Some black I don't know. Market, you know? But it's honestly I mean, it's not, not they probably go to home goods. Like- <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Elf house. Goods. The house No, hold on, isn't there I don't a, think that they're wild. There's a house elf plate there's a house elf like placement something <gasps> in, in Carket Market, Market at Universal. Mm-hmm. There so is. is it like a you're assigned. I well, because think. think about it. Like, but you say, probably have to pay. Say your aunt well, yeah. Gertie or someone's aunt Gertie who has no family left has her little house off and she passes away. And then where's little Gertie's house off going to go? To the family. I'm saying what if she has no family left? Gertie Jr. is free. I guess you go back to Carcat Market. Yeah, I don't really know. Get a new fam. What Join a fam. I'm saying how does the new fam get one? Probably through that thing. When they say Accio House Elf, I don't think that works. No, I, I don't think, think you that have would to work. Pay. <laughs> All right, well, let's just keep talking about Death Buddies because that's a better topic. I like so, snackers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Voldemort keeps walking, and he couldn't say anything, or he wouldn't say anything to some of them, but would stop at others. And here is where I say that Joe is brilliant because she's been introducing us to these characters from Jump. Really? So first we've got McNair. From Rebirth. Who was... What? Not from Jump. From Rebirth. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no, she's talking before about before Rebirth. That. Like from the beginning of the McNair's movies. Book from McNair is the from beginning of, of time. We were introduced to McNair. He was gonna execute Buckbeak. <laughs> <laughs> what if that was the whole episode? We are just announcer voices. <laughs> I don't know if I'd be able to do it. All right. So, yes, McNair was supposed to execute Buckbeak but was at, and was at the castle to do the deed in Prisoner of Azkaban. So we've already met him, but she's making that connection for us. Like, oh, hey, bad guy in prisoner. He was a Death Eater. We also have Crab and Goyle, who are parents to Crab and Goyle, <laughs> um, who we figured were a part of this because they're BFFs with Malfoy, after all. Um, not 
has a son in Slytherin with Malfoy right now. Theodore not is another Slytherin. Um, That's who their cat's named after. Because no, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Theodore what? Lupin. Except his name Edward is not Theodore. Lupin. Whatever, Teddy Lupin. Tedward. Tedward. That's what we call him. Um, and then he'd reached the largest gap of all, and he stood surveying it with his blank red eyes, as though he could see people standing there. And here we have six missing Death Eaters. Three dead in my service. One, too cowardly to return. He will pay. I'm assuming that is Karkaroff. One, who I believe has left me forever. I believe. He will be killed, of course. And one, who remains my most faithful servant and who has already re-entered my service. Who could it be? It's me. So three <laughs> dead, Jack. three dead in my service. I looked up who those were, and the interwebs told me the first one would be Regulus Black. Uh-huh. Um, the second one would be Evan Rosier, and the third would mm. be Wilkes. Okay, but why is it Regulus? Because he, he was still a Death Eater. I don't think yeah, he defected. Yeah, but he had Regulus killed. Or he killed him himself. We but don't know. he never told anybody about that, so he would have to act as if he was that still a That is so... You are a loser, Voldemort. God. <laughs> I mean, know, I heard he listens, wrong. so he, he's going to hear you. Well, hear this. So, um, <laughs> Alistair Moody, we actually... Well, hold on here. Yeah, Alistair Moody kills Rosier. Um, Rosier. And this is like... How I wonder who and who in um, crimes is is it the girl? Yeah, the yeah. Okay, she's a lady. I can't remember. Um, so it says after Lord Voldemort returns in June of ninety five. This is on Reddit, by the way. He summons his Death Eaters and notes that six are missing: three dead, one too cowardly to return, one who Voldemort believes has left left him forever, one who remains Voldemort's most faithful servant, who has already re-entered his service, is at Hogwarts, and it was through his efforts that Harry Potter arrived there that night. Um, so this is just his inner circle. Correct. Okay. So, um, so, because there's, right, we said there's like 30 people there. So, mm-hmm. this is his inner circle. So, Regulus got really high up for being such a young person. Yeah, but he's also a black. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, but still, so, I mean, I like, wonder think, what he like, was doing. Malfoy, really, and Half-Blood is pretty much in the inner circle, and he's still at Hogwarts. I know? think part, I think a big part of it is, is your name. He, yes, he wants a lot of those pure blood, like, yep. he's got pure the Malfoys, he's got the blacks, yeah. you know what the I mean? Rosiers, the Rosiers, the crab. Yeah. Goyle. Also, if you get them younger, you can manipulate. I don't know. I'm just naming I think names. they might be. Are you looking it up? Um, no, no, I'm looking up something else. So people on here were saying, I was unsure about Regulus since Voldemort killed him himself when Regulus turned against him. Yeah. Um, but people he... said Regulus was killed technically by the Inferi in the cave after stealing the locket. Nobody knew what happened to Regulus except Creature. Voldemort just kind of left him. So I think part of that would be he doesn't want maybe he do, people don't know how in depth he is with those Horcruxes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to know how close someone got to it. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to admit any weakness. So why would he would just say, like, he was a great, loyal follower and he was killed, essentially, in the line of 
you know, action. Oh, right. Hey, Katie, uh, Pottermore has the ultimate Remus Lupin quiz up in there. Uh, yeah. You'll fail. We'll ace it. Um, so during the first Wizarding War, the Death Eaters were fiercely pursued by Aurors. Evan Rosier was eventually caught by Alistair Moody around the same time as one of his comrades, Wilkes. The two resisted arrest, Rosier even blasting a significant part of Moody's nose off during their duel. Moody defeated and killed Evan. A year later, Igor Kakarov, while selling out his comrades to the Council of Magical Law in exchange for his own freedom, named Evan but was informed of his death, making his naming of Rosier worthless. According to Kakarov, Evan was among Voldemort's important supporters. Crab is not part of the Secret 28. But Goyle is. No. Here I have another article. No. No, ma'am. Gaunt and Greengrass are mm. the G's. There's also Abbott, Avery, Black, of course, Bullstrode, which I forgot mm. about, Burke, Carol, mm-hmm. Crouch, Folly, which no members of this pure blood family are mentioned in the Potter series, so that must be a... Hmm. I wonder when she'll tie that in, if she will. Flint, Gaunt, Greengrass. Greengrasses. Oh, Marcus Flint, pure blood. I assume. Lestrange, <laughs> Longbottom, Macmillan, Malfoy, Knott, Ollivander, Parkinson, Pruitt, Rosier, Raoul, Sluin, Shacklebolt, Shafik, That must... There's no pot, nothing in Potter with that. Slughorn Travers, Weasley, Yaxley. Well, we've discussed that Potter's not. They said it because he, like, they're too, they were too muggle. But they should be. It um, says, yeah. Potter's common muggle surname, Harry's family didn't make the list according to Rowling because the anonymous compiler that supposedly definitive list of pure blood suspected that they had sprung from what he considered to be tainted blood. Ooh. Ooh. So, that. Wilkes. Uh, was a Death Eater during the First War with Voldemort and was killed around the same time as Evan Rosier, according to Sirius Black. Wilkes was possibly killed during the same fight in which Rosier blew off part of Moody's nose. Do you think we're finding this out in five when Harry talks to Sirius? It said Goblet. Um, it said Goblet? Mm-hmm. On Pottermore, it's <laughs> on that Death Eater, like the Lord, it's a guide to Lord Voldemort's Death Eaters, which I talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Wilkes is on here, and it's a part of a gang of Slytherin students who are friends with Severus Snape, and then he was killed by Ors before Voldemort fell. So that's what it's got to say about him on that article. Chapter 27. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they learn, we are, so we, I guess we already talked about this. It's whenever they meet with him in the cave. The cave. And he's like kind of naming names. He's like, oh, Wilkes and Rosier, they were both killed. Okay. Um, Okay, so let's break down this last little thing he says. Sure. No. (sighs) One, two, cowardly, most faithful, and left forever. So I found an article on our good old friend Stack Exchange. Dude, Stack Exchange for the win. (laughs) It's just good. Um, so in the graveyard scene in Gobbled of Fire, Voldemort looks around at the Death Eaters and lectures the ones who disappointed and failed him. And when he reaches a wide gap, he says three of them are dead, one too scared to return, one forever left, and one is his most loyal. Um, who are the three Death Eaters he is talking about? Uh, Y'all three, because I'm not a Death Eater. <laughs> Cockeroff. I'm not no dead snacker. Cockeroff. 
Sorry. would be the cowardly Death Eater, as he gave up a lot of Death Eaters to escape Azkaban, also kind of a betrayal. But not only that, he ran away as soon as the Dark Mark burned. Crouch Jr., obviously, we know is the loyal one, as he returned and found his master when none of the other Death Eaters did, other than Pettigrew, who Voldemort doesn't seem to count. Um, and Snape would be the betraying as he swapped sides and hid even from Azkaban and is now hiding from Voldemort by not showing in the graveyard. After Gobbled a Fire, when Snape returned to Voldemort, he explained his betrayals as spying for Voldemort and gave him information as proof. This is why Voldemort did not kill him. The ultimate show of his loyalty was when he revealed the date and time of Harry Potter's relocation. You know, Cockroft coward, Snape left forever, Crouch most faithful basically um however however at this moment in time when we read this for the first time if you can remember Mm, and mm -hmm, he said mm -hmm. he is at hogwarts that faithful servant and it was through his efforts that our young friend arrived here tonight yep who did you think it was snape yeah, Snape. Yes. for sure, a thousand percent. To be honest with you, probably. Well, when I first thought about it, I don't think I thought that much. But like rereading, I was like, "Oh, that's so Severus, that sly dog." Yeah, it's like the but like <laughs> not knowing like the yeah, outcome. Right. That's yeah. the first like person your mind goes to. Yeah, because that's who she tells you is the bad guy. Basically, when you she see the memory, oh, he was a Death Eater. Now you're like, no, he never turned good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? The memories and the pensive. Yeah. So I said, hold the phone. Is it turn- Snape? What? I mean, we know it's not, but did anyone else think that when you read it the first time? Because yeah. I sure did. I think I did. Yeah, I was like, oh, I knew it. Oh, yeah. I knew I it. I fell for all her tricks. Me too. I will not lie. Yeah. I fell me too. through every trick. I went through every single lens she wanted me to. Correct. I mean, I can just still remember, like, all of the... um I wouldn't say propaganda, like ads and stuff for the last book. And they're like, Snape, is he good? Is he evil? Yeah. What side is he on? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh that was like, you guys, favorite. I remember people being like, debate. no, Snape's a good guy. He was asking, or Dumbledore was asking him to like kill him. And I was like, no, he murdered Dumbledore. I was so <laughs> not for Snape being on the good side. I was like. I literally had verbal spats with people. Vinny, <laughs> mystery novel 101, the villain is always the new character. <laughs> True. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm going to continue on from that quote. Do that you want me read. to read it again? Yeah. He's at Hogwarts, that faithful servant, and it was through his efforts that our young friend arrived here tonight. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash swishflickcast and browse all of the awesome audio titles, a.k.a. Harry Potter books galore. For the win. Go get them. Yes. Right now. Download Sorcerer's Stone as your freebie. It's the bomb.com. Dot net. Uh, Tiffany and I both now are on the audible train. Listen, Jim, literally, listen, listen. No, honestly, do some audiobooks. I listen when I'm in the shower because that's obviously some downtime where I can. You can have Alexa pick up where you left off. Did you know that? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So I do that, and then I listen in my car, and then I also listen during my planning period at work, and that's pretty much it. I always the only listen time I have to car. listen. But I'm listening to five currently. I hate Dolores, and mm-hmm. uh, she makes me want to punch things like yeah. her face. <laughs> so yeah, go uh, get you some Audible. Also, I en- I um. I enjoy this more listening to Jim Dale than when I first listened to him. Like it's it's kind like of it. it's kind of weird when you hear somebody else like reading and doing voices that you've only done in your head for these books. Um but now I'm very much on board and I have to say I know this is going to sound really weird. I love the way he does um Fred and George's voices. Yes. I don't know, he just sounds really good. Yeah. But anyway, when you sign up using our little link, you get a free audiobook. You can pick whatever book you want. Doesn't, um, have, Harry doesn't have to be Harry Potter. That That's be. just obviously what just we recommend. Saying, those Potter, those Potter uh, audiobooks are not the cheapest of things. Yeah, but so it's only... use your free book. Right, yeah. Isn't it like $10 a month? Right for Audible, and you get a free, you get an audiobook every month, so ten bucks. It's awesome. I have a lot of credits, and Marty's um, like, you should probably listen to a lot of more books. Um, but also, anyway, hold on. Star Wars books have sound effects. That's oh yeah, true. I've heard and, that those are really good. And a lot of places, a lot of people now are doing um, on Audible, like because I know like the Dooku one um, is like a whole thing where it's, they have like a. It's cast not of even people. called like an audiobook. It's called like a. It's almost like a performance where, yeah, like, it's different it's like a people, show. like, a, a, a couple of people, um, a couple, like, that's, like, a newer thing I think they're trying to do, because there's a couple of them that I've heard of, where it's, like, a cast of people reading these storylines and stuff, you know? Let me so. see it, what it says. It just says, like, it's a narrated, like, by a full cast, so there's literally, like, different, Avoid, like, different, different people for, for each, nice. like, character. Yeah. I feel like somebody called it something other than like an audiobook. And it was some really cool name for what it is because it's literally like. Like those old days. It's like, a sh- it's like the old days of radio. It d- that's what it makes me think it's of. It's like a show for your ears. It's crazy. But anyway, if you want to download your free <laughs> audiobook, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash swish flick cast and get your ears listening. And it can be any audible book from their massive audio program library why did you capitalize the vo in voldemort i didn't mean to voldemort voldemort okay so my section is like the whole monologue almost babe so here we go give it to me voldemort voldemort oh voldemort voldemort Ooh, katie has the longest section hers is like a page and a half get ready for it so I'm going to start uh, right off where Meg left off. So, <laughs> Are you? Yes. I would hope so. Oh. No, like quote, like quote oh. to quote, literally quote to quote. Uh-oh. I don't know what Meg said last, if I'm completely honest right now. <laughs> she said that, where is it? Faithful servant, Hogwarts, yeah. what? And that's why their young friend is here tonight. Yes, said Voldemort, a grin curling his lipless <laughs> mouth. Lipless. It's because he didn't use a full bone from his dad. He just used True. Ashes. You know, you can only get so many things. <laughs> As the eyes of the circle flashed in Harry's direction, Harry Potter has kindly joined us for my rebirthing party. One might go as far as to call him my guest of honor. That's a horrible yeah. title for this party. Happy rebirthing to you. <laughs> 
Some of your luscious, Mal- luscious Malfoy's voice. Shut up. <laughs> That's going to be the new thing. Don't you worry. He's going to go to Al's Caban soon. I hate everything. <laughs> what design are you going to do? I will come up with something. <laughs> and he says that they crave to know how Voldemort achieved this miracle. How he managed miracle. to return to them and, you know, have a body. So Voldemort's like, oh, what a story it is. It begins and ends with Harry. And he, through this entire monologue, is like the ultimate showman. It's all a performance. It's all just a big show and like a way of him creating like more fear for his deceased snackers. (laughs) So he walks lazily over to stand by Harry so that everybody has to look at the two of them. So here comes his recap. So they all call Harry his downfall. And whenever Voldemort looks at Harry, his scar burns so bad he wants to scream in agony. This poor kid. So they all know the night he lost his powers and his body. He tried to kill Harry. His mom tried to save him. It left a protection. And he actually admits to not foreseeing that, which I think is kind of surprising for Voldemort. He admitted fault. He did. And he's like, you know, I couldn't touch Harry. But then he puts his finger real close to Harry's cheek. Almost touches him. I can touch you now. I can't. I can't. (laughs) I wish you guys could see her because she has a Halloween kitty cat (laughs) pumpkin scarf (laughs) tied around her head. (laughs) You look like you're going to go all Rambo. You do look like Rambo a little bit. I'm a biker now. All right. I'm going to get a motorcycle. My battle seat. So he does touch Harry's cheek, and the instant he touches him, Harry thinks his head is just going to burst with pain. So, quote from the book. I miscalculated, my friends. I admit it. My curse was deflected by the woman's foolish sacrifice, and it rebounded upon myself. Ah, pain beyond pain, my friends. Nothing could have prepared me for it. I was ripped from my body. I was less than spirit, less than the meanest ghost, but still I was alive. What I was, even I do not know. I, who have gone further than anybody along the path that leads to immortality. You know my goal, to conquer death. And now I was tested, and it appeared that one or more of my experiments had worked. I'm sorry, I have the hiccups. I really apologize. They hurt. No, I'm talking louder because that's Horcruxes. Yeah. Right there. It worked, obviously, because he didn't die. Right. For I had not been killed, though the curse should have done it. Can he say, like... P's and M's with no lips. (laughs) (laughs) What? Why? He says Potter. It's not where I thought you were going with that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) he still has a mouth. He can. He just doesn't have lips. So, he is now, or was now, this powerless, weakest creature alive. So, think of what that would feel like to Voldemort. Literally his worst, worst fear. So, he couldn't... (laughs) He couldn't help himself. I was say, it's worse. It's worse. <laughs> I don't know where she's going with this. I don't either. Speak up, Rambo. <sighs> I was going to say, is uh, is him being a baby worse than not having any lips? <laughs> she's my... He... <laughs> <laughs> it's a figure of speech. 
The man has lips. He doesn't have a nose. It said lipless. It said lipless, lipless. Tiffany. Literally lipless. But I think, I think literally. Means, I think it literally means that he looks like he's got super thin lips. He's got snake face. So he couldn't help himself. Anything that could have helped him, he would have needed a wand. And obviously, he's literally like less than nothing. So and I don't think he had his wand. So he had no choice. So he forced himself sleeplessly, endlessly, second by second to exist. He settled in a forest far away, and he waited because surely one of his faithful Death Eaters would try to find him, right? If you listen to Kimmy Kimmy Schmidt, is that her name? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, You can do anything for 10 seconds. That's also what uh, Autumn says (laughs) in 21 Day Fix. What did she, she do for 10 seconds? Oh, 60 seconds. Well, she right. was in a bunker for like however many years. Oh, so I she remember had to crank that. it. And she's like, you could do anything for 10 seconds. So she'd count 10 seconds over and over again. I used to watch that show. It's I only funny. watched like the first couple of seasons. It was funny. And Voldemort says, but I waited in vain. And then we have that shiver run around the circle again. And everyone's like, oh, no. So he had one power left. He could still possess the bodies of others. So he didn't go too close to humans because the auras were still looking for him. So he would use animals, mostly snakes. Big surprise. Um, but their bodies weren't very good for performing magic. And he obviously like shortened their lives. Um, mm-hmm. So then we hear how he stumbled upon Quirrell. He never names him, but obviously we know who he's talking about. Right. So it was a young, foolish, gullible wizard. And he seemed to be the very chance that Voldemort was dreaming of. He taught at Dumbledore School. He was easy to bend to as well, but nope, couldn't steal the stone. And once again, Harry Potter thwarted him. I wonder what happened. Excuse me. Are you so winky? Yes. Yes. I wonder what happened in Quirrell's life that, I don't know. That he would succumb to that, you know? Yeah. Like, just be like, yeah, it's like, I want all the power. Yeah, because it's not like it's Tom Riddle talking to him, right? You know? Yeah, so this handsome. Excuse me, God, I can't stop. This handsome guy that's like silky with the words right. and stuff. It's Which you like, could see. Was he talk talking to him as like a snake, or was it just like a voice that existed? You know, like I don't, I don't know. know. Like I really would love to know how that went down. Yeah, that's a really good thought. Excuse me. So he went back to that same forest after Harry defeated him year one. Uh, he said that may have been his darkest hour. He'd pretty much given up hope that any of his Death Eaters cared. That after missing the Sorcerer's Stone? Yeah. Was his darkest? Not not even after he was destroyed on Halloween? I think probably intense. because now he's like, well, like, what are the chances that another wizard's going to stumble in here? And clearly yeah. my Death Eaters aren't coming. Right. So, like... He felt like that was his one chance and it was over. Yeah. But then... He's not going to throw away his shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your hair, Wormtail, you rat. He found Voldy with the help of other rats because he, they told him... What rats do, man? They, he, they told him that a place deep in an Albanian forest, they all avoided because small animals like themselves met their deaths by a dark shadow that possessed them. Question. When yeah. you're an animagus, can you fully communicate with other animals of your kind? I think so. Yeah. Super cool. I know. I think I've said this a million times, but it reminds me of fruits baskets. Oh yeah, you have said that. I need to become an animagus so I can talk to other cats. You told what me if you, you would become didn't a dog? turn into a cat. But I would just. I need to be a cat. But I feel like animals have Everybody their own kind of language. Anyway. To be a cat. Anyway. Yeah. It's a cat. It's the only cat who knows, knows where it's at. at. Um. So 
Wormtail still almost screwed it all up because he he's was Wormtail. he's Wormtail. He stopped at an inn for food, and who did he meet? Bertha Jorkins. Worst mistake of her life. R.I.P. So this could have she been seems like a not nice person, though. If I'm being honest, I agree. Yeah, she deserved it. No, for real. But she didn't seem. I don't know. So that could have been oh. the end. But Wormtail. I mean, it is for her. Yeah. <gasps> Wormtail overpowered her and brought her to Voldemort, and he said, Bertha Jorkins, who might have ruined all, proved instead to be a gift beyond my wildest dreams. So she was a mine of information. She told Voldemort about the Triwizard Tournament. She told him she knew of a faithful Death Eater who would be only too willing to help. And at this point, we still don't know who that is, because we don't have all the information right. on what Bertha knew and like how that whole crouch cover up, which we'll see, get to. See, that's the part that confuses me. Like how did, like what did she know about? She knew a lot. Barty Crouch Jr. She knew a lot. <laughs> which Jr.? Did she just, she what seems office like the did she work in? Oh, well, yeah. that's, what I was, yeah. that's what I was saying. Did she only know all this information because she was Snoopy? Well, I think she accidentally stumbled upon and then snooped some more, you know? And then mm. Crouch Sr. used, like, crazy powerful memory charms on her. And that's why Voldemort had to use something even worse and, like, stronger to break that memory charm. And that's what led to her just being, like, I mean, she was destroyed beyond repair. Yeah. Mm. She went to the Crouch's house to get his signature and heard Winky talking to Junior. That's Honestly, right. like, I don't think even if her brains wouldn't have been at a... I don't think he would have kept her alive. Oh, no anyway. way. No, no way. No, I don't no think so. That's I just think what Nagini he was saying. was hungry. <gasps> Can she eat? So, like, we know that he used that death to make her Horcrux. Could she eat, then eat that person? Well, she did. But do you know what I find interesting? Tell me, please. Is that he was strong enough to make a Horcrux then? Clearly. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean. Where there's a will, there's a way. He wasn't reborn yet. I mean, we saw How? we saw him cast Avada Kedavra on Frank. Or did he do it? No. He clearly no. has power still. Did he do it still. after all of this mess? Didn't he have Wormtail kill No, Frank? he has to. I he mean, has how... to have done it to make his own Horcrux. No, but Frank. Could he do it later? No, he killed. He killed Frank? Yeah, because it came from the chair. Mm. Yeah. But at that point, he was already, like, in whatever form he was. Like, this is post-whatever, not a ghost, not a whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is, like, did he make Bertha a Horcrux right then? Or did he do that after Harry escapes back to Hogwarts and all of that? No. I I don't get how he would have done it. What I'm saying is, I think that he is in that, like, humanoid form... So he's a little bit more powerful having that whatever form he was mm-hmm. in. Do you get what I'm saying? He never lost his powers. He just lost his body. But now he has a body because of there are several ways. You know what I mean? It's just weird. To yeah. Think about. Actually, he did lose his powers because he could only possess things. But then when he had the body, he could cast magic again. So then he couldn't have. Didn't no, I'm saying he's in a he's in that humanoid form. So he's not in that... Do you remember how we've talked about, like, what he was before he went into the pot and came out a whole man? Mm-hmm. He was that weird baby. So, like, he was, yeah. So, like, he's no longer, he was no longer that, like, I was less than a ghost, less than a whatever. He wasn't really anything. He was just kind of possessing things. 
well, he possessed or became the the humanoidish thing, oh, and God, that's yeah. when he. Oh God, yeah. I try yeah. not to think about that. Yeah, that's a conversation we probably should have. So we think that in order for Voldemort to be that baby thing, he actually possessed someone's baby. Oh, possessed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, we did talk about that We've on here before. It. Yeah, we did we talk did. about it. It is yeah. vomit worthy. I hate it. It makes me sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, horrendous. Like, probably out of everything in these books, like, that makes me the sickest. I don't, I don't think, that's not my hood canon, personally. How do you no, think he I got think that, that form? Like he... It's magic. It's, I, it's, he says how he does it. So my next my last point is Wormtail is able to follow instructions from Voldemort um, to create a rudimentary weak body of his own, one he could inhabit while he was waiting for the ingredients for his true rebirth. So it was a spell or two of his own invention, a little help from Nagini, a potion concocted from unicorn blood and the snake venom Nagini provided. And that returned him to an almost human form and then he was strong enough to travel. But anyways, whatever that is <laughs> right. is post him gotcha. being like a ghosty would trying to possess things. You know what I mean? Yes. So he had a little oomph in him right. to be able to perform the magic to make a horcrux and to kill Frank. Okay, but think about how strong he is in that state. I mean, he's, right. not, he's not weak. No, I know. It's just crazy. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. Excuse me. Gosh, Especially like right. he has all of that intent behind him, you know? Right. Yes, On to I'm you, Blue. Uh, he has given up on the stone. As he said, you know, there's no hope for him. No hope for getting that stone. Um, it's very and, dramatic. Yeah. So he sets his sights on becoming whole again. Um, and he needed three powerful ingredients. And then he makes a pun about saying one was at hand. Cat. Flesh of the servant. His father's bone. And then blood of a foe. And hey, then you know I'm, what? At least he can make some jokes. True. I like jokes. And so I'm going to read a little bit from um, here. It says, Wormtail would have had me use any wizard. Would you not, Wormtail? Any wizard who had hated me. So many of them still do. But I knew the one I must use if I was to rise again more powerful I had been when I had fallen. I wanted Harry Potter's blood. I wanted the blood of the one who had stripped me from this power 13 years ago for the lingering protection of his mother once gave him would then reside in my veins too. And he's like, uh, but, uh, how do I get to him? How do we get to Harry Potter? The boy who lived kid. He wants to kill. The thing I love about that is that he is so wrong in taking Harry's blood. He's so wrong because I don't know if you guys remember, but in seven, in seven, he says how Dumbledore says how that was completely the wrong thing for Voldemort to do because while he took Harry's blood and while Harry's mother's uh, protect protection was still alive in Voldemort, he tied Harry to Earth while he still lived. And I love that. I love that the fact that Voldemort literally cannot understand that curse or that not curse, but that protection at all that he keeps making these mistakes and it makes me so happy that lily is the real mvp and i cannot stop hiccuping and i hate it lala (laughs) (laughs) and then i want to read a little bit more because it just there's just so many things sarah and i were talking and we were saying how like her giving the gist of her part was probably not good and it should be read 
So Dumbledore what do you and mean? like she I just wanted she I like to read like there's some like oh, yeah yeah yeah, got yeah. It. so Dumbledore invoked an ancient magic to ensure the boy's protection as long as he is in his relations care <clears throat> Let me repeat that Dumbledore invoked an ancient magic to ensure the boy's protection as long as he is in his relations care Should I repeat it for a third time for the win and I will Dumbledore invoked an ancient magic to ensure the boy's protection as long as he is in his relations cares. Not even I can touch him there. <clears throat> then, of course, what there are was... you getting at? What are you getting at? He has to be in his relations cares. Yep. Someone who's related to yeah. him. Yeah. Just making sure that people understand that. Okay. Then, of course, there was the Quidditch World Cup. I thought his protection might be weaker there, away from his relations and Dumbledore, but I was not yet strong enough to attempt kidnap in the midst of a horde of ministry wizards, and then the boy would return to Hogwarts, where he is under the crooked nose of that muggle-loving fool from morning until night. So how could I take him? Why? By using Bertha Jorgen's information, of course. Use my one faithful death theater stationed at Hogwarts to ensure the boy's name was entered into the Goblet of Fire. Um, so, yes, we know Bertha Jorkins was a wealth of knowledge for Voldemort. And because of her, he was able to use uh, one of his death dudes to be stationed <laughs> at Hogwarts to help facilitate his evil plan and to make sure that Harry would get the cup first. And that when he touched it, he'd be whisked away to the Yard of Graves and to Voldemort. Um, and Harry would be too far away from Dumbledore and his protection, and then Voldemort would finally be able to get to him. Wow. So then Voldemort crucios Harry, and you know it hurt, and it says, the pain was beyond anything Harry had ever experienced. His very bones were on fire. His head was surely splitting along his scar, and his eyes were rolling madly in his head. He wanted it to end, to black out, to die. The eye thing threw me off. You know? Mm. Like, if you think about and that. And I just want to point out that, so, first of all, it, it's almost like, for me, I forget that he already has an injured leg. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. been through that whole maze, injured Cut. leg. Now he's, like, being, like, he's tied up crazy tight. His arm is bleeding everywhere. Yeah. And now he's being crucioed. Yep. He just, <gasps> the poor kid just wants to die. Tied up. That's not how I viewed it, but... But I'm just thinking. Yeah. When the pain was gone and he was limping, limply hanging there, looking into Voldemort's eyes, and the death dudes were all laughing, which is so messed up. And as usual, Voldemort then goes into a speech about how he was foolish to think this boy was ever stronger than himself and that Harry escaped him because of a lucky chance. But he's going to prove it to himself and everyone there by killing Harry once and for all. But because Voldemort's such a nice guy, he really truly believes in a fighting chance. So he's going to let Harry fight and then everyone will truly know that Voldemort is stronger than a 14 year old boy. You know what? I think that's really good for the ego. I think that's nice. Giving him a chance. (laughs) <laughs> um, and then he's like Nagini then you'll have a snack once I'm done with him and then um, he set tolls Wormtail to untie Harry and to give him back his wand dude what a way to end a chapter though right I know I know 
And all got unraveled. And tell me you weren't to the next page. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I liked um, Vinny said in the chat that this definitely feels like Joe is writing for people right now who just search for plot holes. Oh, yeah. No, I I completely feel that. Yeah. Yeah. She's explaining things. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's the reason for his monologue. Possibly. But I... Who cares? I like it. Yeah. Um, I literally remember reading this the first time and just flying through the end of this book and mm-hmm. when we read it this time because i finished it a very long time ago i literally did the same thing and i think i tweeted about it i was like i can't stop reading this like it's so good it's like there's almost so much information you had to like go back and be like wait 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 yep. what did yep. i just read oh, she filled in so many like gaps and yeah. things and made you question stuff and you and- know this is how really we get a lot of our information. Like, think about the whole story of like Sirius Black and everything back in POA with Hagrid doing his big monologue. Yeah. At um, like you know, with all those peeps in the bar. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. he's telling his whole saga, and you hear it from his point of view. Like she likes, and I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's more interesting hearing it as a conversation than it is just re- flat out reading it to me, at least. No, I completely agree. Because then sometimes the other characters will ask questions mm-hmm. that you also have. Yeah. Not in this case, but in Hagrid's case, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I wonder, like, so I, I think that, how am I supposed to word this? Because I wrote in the corner, so talking about his relative's care, and I said, so not his mother's protection. So, like, did he use, like, some type of blood magic? to ensure the loveness that came from his mother, do you get what I'm saying? To really tie him. Because, like, at the end of the day, Lily still also loved her sister. Is that part of the whole relation Petunia, thing? Petunia, remember you know what I mean? my last? Do you think that could have something to do with... Do you think Petunia was in on it? In on, like, the fact that he had to stay there to be protected? Yeah, because when oh, she gets the sure. howler in five... I mean, yeah. she knows that he has to stay. But I'm wondering if it was more than him telling her this kid has to stay because of this mm-hmm. or did they use petunia's blood for something mm. maybe like just making that love protection of lily's strong well we know that dumbledore does a lot of love blood stuff <laughs> just saying true <laughs> yeah wrong yeah so possible because i always thought like do they ever i can't remember if they talk about it in six petunia remember or even in the end of five because it's been so long petunia remember my last like what did that exactly mean we know it was dumbledore we know it was because harry couldn't leave privet drive and not stay out like not be under their care he asked to call that place home and it clearly has to be with a relative but what does that exactly mean? Last what? What your conversation was? What you did? Was there a spell? I think it was. Did they explain it? Letter to her is how is I that always all it is, took you think? it. Yeah, but like, like the last thing the we letter. talked about. Like I wonder. Yeah. Did we ever find out? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't remember either. That's why we're doing the podcast. Welcome to Swish and Flick. This is the lightning bolt round. All right, lightning bolt round. From Carly. Did they all really believe Voldemort was dead? I'm guessing Death Eaters. Did they believe he really wouldn't come back? I think yes. I think some of them, yes. I think most of them, because the fear is, like, so great. It's like, oh, he's gone. Like, we're free. When you think you're never going to get out of that, like, contract, for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I think uh, most of them, yes. <laughs> From Isaiah, what did Snape tell Voldemort to regain his trust? That he was I still feel, a spy. I, I don't feel know. like he, this he knew he was, was never really gone and he was keeping his position. Correct. I think that he basically explained himself being off. like, you know, I knew how things worked around the first time. Like, you know, we need an inside man. I'm your guy for it. And I couldn't blow my cover by leaving the middle of school right. and doing all these things. Like I had to, I had to keep up appearances. You know what I mean? And he gives him value information. Like he is his one of his like right hand men. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. He's um, like he and Bellatrix. Like that's it. Because like if you think about it, like Bellatrix is shocked that he knows about right. the whole Malfoy thing. Right. And he's yeah. like, which should let you know that he doesn't have relationships. Like whatever you think is a relationship with Voldemort, it's not. Not even Snape. Not even Bellatrix. Definitely not. Yeah. You find anything, Meg? What are you looking for, babe? I thought for sure that there was discussion somewhere about what exactly he did tell I think it was Voldemort on something you were looking at earlier. To get his trust back. I think it was in one of your earlier links. Was it? I think. Really? Yeah, I, think I wish so. I had an iPad Pro. <laughs> you search while I continue the lightning bolt yeah, that's, round. That's okay. From Carly, what sort of thing would you use to call your followers? <laughs> oh, gosh. Sarah's supporters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Katie's um, comrades. Tiffany's <laughs> team. How about you, Meg? Meg's munchkins. Meg's mongrels. <laughs> Meg's mongrels. <laughs> Meg's movers. <laughs> Oh, from Bev. What sort of present do you bring someone for their rebirthday? <laughs> a rebirthday cake. Bone of the father. A passy <laughs> with a passy clip. <laughs> Some puffs. <laughs> a kitten. A baba. <laughs> <laughs> Get standy. <laughs> These are all Alice things. What else does she like? Babies. Like the receipt blocks. from their returned gift. Oh, just kidding. I don't know. A puppy. A turtle. <laughs> <laughs> from Vinny, do you think Voldemort planned for a dinner with the Death Eaters after the resurrection ceremony? If so, what would be on the menu? I don't think that guy eats. He doesn't have lips. How's he eating? Oh <laughs> yeah, for gosh. real. How does he eat? Yeah, you can't eat. You, can. you can't use a spoon without lips. They would There'd be no soup on the menu. I can't stand any of you. I think that they would have like flavored lists, like mashed potatoes that are just mashed death, potatoes. Death day in party them. food. Ooh, but like, fish. But like, but death day party food that's not, um, not bad. Rotten. Like rotten. It's just not good. You know what I mean? Like chicken with no salt, pepper, or just any bland. other seasoning. Yeah, Why, everything's though? bland. Because they all seem Do bland. You, you know what I mean? Eats? Do you think he goes? Yes, he's a human being. <laughs> well, I never know. see it happen in the book, so it can't be true. Right? Well, no Harry one, never goes to the bathroom. No one goes to the bathroom. He only goes, he to the goes bathroom. into Myrtle's bathroom. He takes one bath for seven years. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> goes into the prefix bathroom. One time. Voldemort doesn't eat because he doesn't have lips. Oh That's my, my God, answer. It was the one time. The lipless lord eats no food. He ain't got time for that. He's plotting. 
fun. I hate all of you. Learning how to talk with no lips. <laughs> You're so out of your mind. Walking around without shoes. What's wrong with you? No Petty. lips. No shoes. No, no service. service. <laughs> they can't go out to eat. That's it. They can't. It's not that funny. <laughs> it's really been a long day. Next kind of day. No, no lips, no shoes, no service. That's the best thing I've ever heard. Is it Katie? That's a lie. It is. So funny. Oh, Carly. So funny. <gasps> Quick answer. How did Voldy learn all this dark magic? Self-taught. Self-taught. I agree with you. You don't have lips. You have to find something to do. Oh, he, he had lips at Honestly, one point in time. Slughorn was duped into giving him very small information that was literally just confirming what Voldemort already knew about Horcruxes. All of it's like Hermione. Think about how she came in knowing all this stuff coming from a muggle home. He is completely self-taught and he has the drive to do it because of his crummy upbringing. He's ambitious. Drop the mic. Boom. He ambitious, girl. He ambitious mm. in mm. the wrong ways. All right. Caitlin, do you think do you, we consider me oh, Let me start that over. Okay. Do we consider movieisms at least somewhat canon since Joe approved them? I think it no. depends on what they are. Wait, what'd you say? No, yeah. no, if they go against what the book says, then no. If she's adding the fun little facts in that are like on the side, sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Because like, for example, that fire at the burrow, yeah. that never happened. Yeah, that was Wrecked. dumb. That is not oh. canon. Yeah. Yeah. Vinny, what is your favorite monologue in the books? This isn't really a monologue. Wow, it's just a quick... One. I like in Sorcerer's Stone when Harry goes off his first like angry tangent when he's talking to Ron and Hermione and he's like, "We're going to the trapdoor tonight. I'm never going to the dark side." Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah, and he gets like all one. fired up. I like that a lot. They have cookies. That's true. They mm. do have cookies. Yeah. My favorite monologue is whenever Harry and Voldemort are circling each other oh, in the Great Hall, and Harry so tells good. him oh, everything. Yeah. I love when it's he calls so him long. Tom. Yeah, and then he like tells him about how he's now given the love protection to everybody. Right. And, and then it's over. It's so good. Yeah. So good. It's been so long. I bet that'll be <gasps> Kate, my favorite. It's so I know. good. So it literally good. has been he's I like, can't I don't remember oh, the God. last three books. He's nope, like, but you either. don't get it, do you, Tom? And Voldemort's like, You dare? And Harry's like, Yeah, I dare. Tom. So Tom. It's so, so good. good. He's so good. I love it. I just I gotta listen to seven again, I, I think. It's just so darn good. Next question. Mike says we have to answer for each other for this one. How long would your monologue be? <laughs> Wait, Ooh, I didn't say on. my monologue, and neither did Sarah. I don't Sorry. really have one, but I, I'll agree with that. I thought you were saying. I thought you agreed with me. No, I love that, but I also like the Sorting Hat song in Five when she gives the warning. Ooh, yes. Oh yeah. Or he, the hat, it, the hat. Yeah, I don't the know hat. if that has a gender. I don't know why I said he. You actually um, said she. I don't know why I said she. I mean, I like it. Girl power. Mm-hmm. Jonathan calls everything she and girl. Who's girl? That? From um, Queer Eye. Yeah, yes, I queen. love him. Oh, you know what? I haven't seen that. <gasps> it's so oh good. God. It's, oh it's like feel good. Like, I, yeah. it lifts you up. You're going to cry, but it lifts you up. Yeah. Yeah. Literally just watched an episode where this guy adopted a dog and <gasps> cried pretty hard. Oh, no, it was so no, cute. No, it's like a good it's cry, a good cry. though. It's the best kind of cry. It's the best kind of cry. It was so good. Yeah. I love that show so much. Um, 
before we answer how long everyone's would be, who would have the longest monologue out of the four of us? One of you two. Megan. I would say Megan. Probably Meg. She likes her soapboxes. I like to talk. You like to talk too, though. Hers would be longer. Uh, Tiffany's would be. So let's rank. It'd be Megan, me, Tiffany, then Katie. Sure. And lo- it depends on how much time I have to prepare. Because if I need, have time to like pre-prepare, I can write a long thing. But if you just have me like on the cusp, nope. Katie nope. would just say bye. <laughs> <laughs> you think I would be longer? If anything, I would be longer than Megan. I think that we would probably be close. Yeah, but you'd be longer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vinny says, can Voldy wear sunglasses with no nose? No. No. Just wear like sun he shades. can't put lipstick on either with no lips. He throws the shade. He don't wear it. <laughs> it you is know, a figure You almost speech. have no lips. <laughs> I've got and enough you can to talk. put lipstick on. I mean, he can talk. He, he probably could put a, lipstick on if he wanted it's to. It's a figure of speech. He has lips. He doesn't, just Tiffany. Thin. No, he They're, has no... It says lipless. It yeah, doesn't say you, little lips. It says lipless. I hate you. <laughs> he works with the Little Lips team. <laughs> it makes me think of Little Leagues. Yeah, he can't whistle for sure. Some people with big lips can't whistle. Maybe I'm he sure. whistles with his teeth. Bev asked, have you ever realized you were working for the wrong cause or on the wrong side of something? Were you able to regular, regulus black that junk? <laughs> mm, um, I've been in support of people who I thought were doing the right thing and uh, realized that they were doing the wrong thing. And now I'm not on board anymore. Does that count? Yeah, like I, I, um, my, my views on things situation. have changed. Like since like grade school, high school, like as I've grown yeah. up and become more educated with the world yeah yeah Yeah. um like talking about lipless things but like you know you learn and you evolve and you grow Mm -hmm. that's what carly just said being well informed can make you grow and become a better person yes and all people um like it doesn't matter jokingly when we were talking about before how like a woman can change their mind it's her prerogative anybody can change their mind it's their prerogative only Just I can change my. I do. N- I will never grow out of my views on polydactyl cats. Yeah, oh, I boy. can't. Or lipless Voldemort, <laughs> lipless Lord. All right, we have one more <sighs> sort of lightning. Uh, it ties I in. almost so like I want to discuss this, Vinny, I know, but I, I know. almost we want it? it to be a Felix Files. Yeah, Vinny, we hear you believe me. What did he say? We're gonna uh, save it. We're saving the, it. The, the Potter. Biblical. Um, I'm saving comparison. it right It's going to be a Felix Files. Yeah, it is. So, 100%. So, we actually have, before we get to the fan story, yes. a special request. Yes, we do. Emailed in. I'm handing it over to good old Meg. Turn we your do. ears up and listen. So, we would like to give an extremely special shout out to our listener, Sophie, from Arlington, Virginia. She's a Griffin Claw. Um, and also shout out to her boyfriend Artie, who is a Hufferin. So woo, like woo. the couple is all four houses. How cool is that? I like it. Um, she's seventeen, and she was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma last March. And her mom actually wrote to us and said some really kind things, and we really appreciated it. Um, and said she said that we have been a bright spot while Sophie goes through chemo and radiation. Um, so we want to give the biggest thank you to Sophie for letting us be a light in her darkness. Um, it 
we've always said this. It's crazy to us that just four friends getting together to talk Potter can spark happiness in other people. Um, it is like, it, I mean, every time we we get a story about these, it touches us. About like something like this, it touches us. And um, it really means a lot to us that anybody would reach out and just say thank you. Um, so from the bottom of our hearts, we wish you health, happiness, light, and strength. You've got this. Yes. Sophie, you are strong. Yes. You can do this. And is... Artie, you're amazing. Yes. And your mom. You're all amazing. And thank you. This. Yeah, thank you. That's like, seriously, like I said, it, it truly touches us. And the fact that anybody wants to say thank you, like, we almost want to say, like, no, thank, thank you for you. what? <laughs> like, we just like, we're just talking, you know, but yeah. truthfully, we know that like people have said we've changed their lives, but like all our swishers have changed our lives as well. Yes. So we it's a two way street. Yeah. Thank you. We wish you nothing but absolute magic and awesomeness. And you're great. I agree. Fan story? Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys got double Swisher stories today. Yes. It's pretty awesome. Check this out. Phonetically spelled. I know. I love when people do this for me. So mm-hmm. let's see if I can do it. This is from Aubrey Spivey. Yes. It's yes. Like just how it's spelled. Although I probably would have said it weird. Okay. I'm Aub- I'm Aubrey Spivey, a proud Slytherin, or based Woo! on the more fine-grade cater- categorization, a Slither Claw. My wand That's is English. popular combo. Slither Claw. Yeah. My wand is English oak with unicorn heart string, 10 and three-quarter in length with supple flexibility. My Patronus is a Thestral. That's really cool. That's cool. That is awesome. What? That's like bananas rare. Yeah, that's, that's really so cool. cool. Bananas aren't rare, so I don't know why you're saying the like that. The thrustal bananas are. The what? <laughs> thrustal bananas. Thrustal. It's thrustal. <laughs> I'm very tired. My Ilvermorny house is the horned serpent. Even though I'm part of the generation that grew up with Harry, I initially had a hard time getting through the first book. I was relatively, I was a relatively advanced reader and thought I was too advanced for them. My older sister, who is three years older than me, started reading them and fell in love. I followed suit as I did. I did everything she did. <laughs> now I'm 29 and in graduate school. I find that rereading the books and watching the movies helps me get through my week. The books and movies have served to me, served to help me in moving past significant traumas and in being a source of joy and good memories. Five years ago now, I was the first responder to my grandmother's heart attack. I felt extreme survivor's guilt and was not really able to process the emotions of filling that role and then planning her funeral. For a long time afterwards, I struggled, and whenever I was feeling like I couldn't face another person, I would curl up in a fuzzy blanket with a cup of tea and watch the movies. It felt like safety and home. I was able to forget what was going on and become immersed in J.K. Rowling's world. Even now that I am doing well and have worked on addressing my traumas, I still go to Harry Potter when I'm feeling good or bad. It is always there for me. It has helped me form special bonds with family, friends, family, and myself. My sister, a Hufflepuff, and I have shared many happy memories talking about it, reading it together, seeing the movies, and being active members of the fandom. Last year for Christmas, I gave her a trunk with all of her first year essentials. Oh my god. Complete with snow stuffed, snow owl stuffed animal. I think it's true what they say about Hufflepuffs and Slytherins making such good friends. High five. Honestly, though. Uh, yeah truthfully i'm happy to have found you all i love having another reason to reread the books and watch the movies i look forward to your updates every week and on your youtube channel don't let the muggles get you down Mm. that's awesome once again like potter is just like what do you need potter for 
it's got you you know what i mean like it's Nothing. home no matter I've, what i've been listening to the audiobooks to help me mm-hmm. lately i've not i've been having kind of a rough time the past couple of weeks hopefully by the time this comes out it'll be a little bit different but um yeah start of the school year is really kicking my behind and some other things so i've been listening and honestly like potter helps it does it really does so thank you so much for your story aubrey yeah thank you yes thank you so much also i want to give somebody a trunk with all their first year essentials yeah oh that's adorable I do that for rose yeah yes you to. yes well i turned out like harry potter when she grows up she will love a harry potter i can you not she will love a harry potter yeah <laughs> she already has her little harry. you guys do you remember the voldemort that i got in Diagon Alley, well, technically Nocturne Alley. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember the that. 19 years later party. So she saw it on my shelf and she was like, that, that. So I gave it to her. I was like, this is Voldemort. And she's kissing him. <laughs> and, <laughs> his head. and she held him and she was like this and she's patting his back. And I was like, oh, honey, you know what he would say to you? He would say, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Can he kiss back with no lips? No. <laughs> Poor Bellatrix. Can't get I don't any, think she was complaining. Can't get any kisses from Voldy. <laughs> Voldy smooches. They don't uh, exist. <laughs> go. All right. Follow us on <laughs> Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast, on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast, on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast, and on Patreon, where you can get access to our Discord chat, our Felix Files episodes. You can be on a Felix Files episode. You can hang out with us in our Google Hangouts, actually, Zoom Hangouts. What? Box. And. You were not doing a box. You did I saw a, heart. a circle. I don't know what she was doing. That's not a box. Um, and if you join a Phoenix, if you join Phoenix Plus, you will be eligible to get the Phoenix Plus box um, as long as you sign up by November first. Yeah. Um, you also you still have. The- hold on. You also oh. still have to be a patron by the time we send them out. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Phoenix Plus patron. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Support. Please. Support. Um, and if you saw on the internet highway that it said September 1st, that's because that was me and I had the date wrong. Bye. But I, but I edited it. It's November. okay. So now it says November um, 1st. I just want to reiterate though, we wouldn't be able to do 90% of the cool things that we do without Patreon. So nope. like, thank mm-hmm. you to everyone that does, um, is a patron and that helps support us because that helps us be able to meet more of you and do more fun things and travel to see you guys. So we truly, yes. truly, truly appreciate it. Yeah. You guys keep it going. And, um, so our, I don't know if you guys ever look at our goals on Patreon, but our next goal to hit is to try to be able to go to the studio tour in London together as a group so that we can see it, talk about it, give you guys more content about it, vlog it. I mean, we would love to be able to do that for you, but we can't do it until we hit that goal. And this is truly, truly groundbreaking. We would podcast about it. We would podcast (laughs) about it. I thought you were going to say something like super serious, and I was like... And we would like listening, bated breath. (laughs) 
We would also really, really love to be able to do a couple meetups over in the UK as well. Yeah. All four of us. Yeah. Um, More than one location mm-hmm. in the UK. Yeah. yeah. So we would really, really like that to happen. And we know that we've got a while to go until we're there. But it's you know it's in the works it's a goal that we would like to do so it's in the works if we can do it we already have some ideas so mm-hmm. we just need yeah. the bet and the you know realistically if in a couple of years we do a swisher con yeah that's also something that would be patreon would patreon be funded. very helpful in having funds for yes mm-hmm. if people would be interested in basically that. we Switch just con. want you guys to know that we really take this money and put it back into the pod and we want to bring more content to you so yep and we really appreciate all the support that we get yeah we can't thank you enough yes all right plug other stuff tiff do you have anything did we do social media yeah, yeah. i did it Oh, I thought you were just talking about Patreon. Nope. I did all of it already. Oh. Were you here for this? <laughs> no. Welcome to the podcast, Tiffany. Hi. It's been great. Tiffany. No, I am Tiffany. No. I'm just, uh, what am I doing? I'm teaching. I'm podcasting. I'm wifing and momming and dog momming. What am I been doing? You've got a lot of wedding com- weddings coming up this month. I don't know when this is released. Your nephew is a year old by the time this comes out. <gasps> Mr. Quint. Going to do some fun pumpkin patch things with Miss Rose, and hopefully she'll be a little more attentive this year. I believe she fell asleep a few times last year. <laughs> well, she was extra little. She was itty bitty. Oh, and I love her, and she's awesome, and she can count to three. It's big time. She's so She's cool. so cute. We're trying to get her to count to five. Yeah. Um, is that it? I do not like letter Kenny, Maya, Mia, whatever, how how we're saying that. (laughs) I love Discord. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I wanted to give a huge thank you to a listener. Her name is Nancy Mack. And she sent us this awesome package and letter. Who's that? It's Nancy Mack. Oh my She's gosh. basically the best. She's basically oh, the best. <laughs> so she sent I us... I did look. I was like, I don't know. Who <laughs> <is that?" laughs> um, so she did send us her Potter story, which I'm going to save uh, for another day. But I just wanted to plug her little shop because she sent us these little reusable cotton rounds and face cloths. And she like made the like she bought the fabric specifically for us. These aren't on her Etsy shop and they're custom made for us and just really sweet. We're so excited. Um, I can't wait to use it. I know. But she says that she listens to our podcast while she sews for her Etsy shop. That's awesome. Actually, now that I'm looking at this, she didn't tell me what her Etsy shop is called. It's a small batch manufacturing business based in Toronto, Canada, focused on children's wear fashion design. Etsy shop focusing on zero waste products. That's awesome. (gasps) Tell us your shop. You have to tell us your shop because I will plug it because they're super good quality. They're so cool. Um, So she sent us little like makeup cotton rounds that are reusable and face cloths with a little Harry Potter pattern that is super cute. cute. But if you um, if you email us your shop name, I will tell everybody about it because they are super soft and super cute and nicely made. Mm -hmm. And the world needs to know. Would you say they are quality 
their oh, quality. Oh, yeah. So thank you to Nancy. Um, and then also, you can follow me and Katie on Instagram and Twitter at The Petrus Family and on YouTube. Oh. I'm on Twitter at TiffSwish underscore Flick. Follow me. <laughs> uh, is it me now? Yep. Um, I've got nothing going on. Still in school. I have been the maid of honor for the last time. This is my seventh wedding that I have been in, and I hope... What a good I, number to end on. It's so many, so many, so many. Weddings are a lot. They out are. of out of the seven, four of them I've been made of honor. Out of the seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, possibly I've helped plan bachelorette things. I'm really over it. I'm I sorry, love my you friends. have so many friends. I know. I'm also just really tired, and I don't feel good right now. But oh. um. Yeah, so I'm kind of glad that it's over. This wasn't that painful, though, this last wedding. Some of them were more painful than others. Yeah, As mine. bridesmaids would know. Um, was mine painful? Um, No. I will say this is the only dress that I would actually wear again. Shut your mouth. I'm not lying. Um, I'm just saying I let you and Chrissy pick them out. So. That's a lie. I gave you options. You got to pick from them. I didn't give anybody any kind of options. <laughs> I mean, I mean it's, they, they're all fine. I'm just, I'm glad, I'm, I'm kind of glad that this phase of my life is over. If my sister ever gets married, I'm sure I'll be her maid of honor. And if I ever get married, then I'll be my own bride. So, you know, that'll oh, be the okay. end. You be your own bride, girl. <laughs> Those will be, I think, I honestly think the next wedding I'll be in is mine. It's terribly single, so it won't be happening for a while, but... Which is fine. I need a I need a wedding break. I need to just attend as a guest from now on. It's I can't fun make any being a guest. It's I not can't really having any responsibilities. I can't mm-hmm. I can't make any more friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it. And I had one month off of travel. Such a first world problem. Yeah. So oh just my god, it's been good. Hopefully, um, enjoying fall weather and. Just drinking pumpkin stuff and oh god, lighting pumpkin candles no. and yes. frolicking through the leaves. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Hold do on. you actually frolic through the leaves? Yes, I, I do. Yeah, frolic. Mm-hmm. Let me give one lot of shout out to our newest swisher as of right this second, Carly's dad, Tom Johnson. You're the real MVP. Welcome, yeah. Tom, yeah. Tom Johnson. <laughs> And coming out of the field, we've got Tom Johnson as a new swisher. Tom Johnson. Tom Johnson. What's up? What's up? For Voldemort Valor. For Voldemort Valor. Valor. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. Bye. Stop looking at me, Swan. Well, it's a horse about every color. <gasps> Amazing! Just <at> my voice! <laughs> Are we recording? Yes. Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Don't scare the Hufflepuff. I had a great straight face. You have to admit it. Because for a second you're like, oh, she's just kidding. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, she's not. I have a gay face. God, she was real gay apartment. <laughs> Who's Evelyn Prince? Nobody. <laughs> She's a lady. Uh, you are a loser, Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs>
I never, I just, I'm sorry, my head is just stuck on the fact that he doesn't have lips. Here, don't use lips. You're, uh, you know my goal. Yeah, you can, still, you can still say Megan and Petra. <laughs> <laughs>